to reach out and, and help people. Sometimes it's as simple as, you know, holding the door for somebody. Uh, and other times I think it, it takes a little bit more effort. But whenever we do take the time to do that, it's always worth it. Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Hey guys, welcome back to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. And somewhat iconically, this is episode number 40 of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. And I couldn't wish for a better guest because today we're getting back into it with part two with Chris Pierce. And if you've listened to the previous part, episode number 39, you know how tough this is. You know how hard this episode was for Chris to record. And what an awesome story Chris is telling. No punches held. He's really diving deep into his own personal life to share that for the benefit of all of us. And as I said at the end of episode 39, there were some tears between episode 39 and episode 40 from me. Um, and I'm sure you might pick up on it. There, there's actually some tears from Chris as we get into episode 40. It's going to be obvious why when we get there, because it's a real tough part of the story for Chris to recount. As I was sitting there on the video call watching Chris, you just you can just see his head go back as he's really thinking about the situation. And he's obviously diving deep into his own own bank of feelings there and what he was feeling at the time and it clearly upset him a lot so I'm really really super grateful that Chris has shared his story on the podcast for us today and I think but just before we get into it I think the one thing I've taken away from this with Chris although knowing Chris like I said for 18 months two years beforehand the one thing I take is that you can always be worse off no matter what what your situation Whilst your head is above the ground, whilst you're breathing, while you've got clean, fresh air, whilst you've got loved ones around you, what else is there to worry about? We, we all worry about these little tiny things every day. Do you know what? They don't matter. You, you've got loved ones near you. You're breathing. You've got clean, fresh air. If you've got a roof over your head, I, I just genuinely don't believe we need much more than that. You know, we, we focus on all these materialistic things in the world, but we don't need them. And, and the uptake of social media is really not helped us with that really because you go on Instagram profiles you see people driving the lavish cars they've got the lavish holidays the lavish lifestyle and we all want that it's only natural that we want that but I have learned myself over the last last year or two to really take things back to basics I don't feel I need as many material things in my life now and I'm happy just to be and just to be happy and calm and stress-free and to be around people such as Chris that can raise my level up and, and can make me happy and it sounds corny at times, particularly if you've not got there yourself yet, but it really is what makes me happy and I believe it can make us all happy if we just come away from the materialistic world and look at really deep down what makes us happy. And happiness is a strange one because even down to the to the title of my program, The Path to Happiness, I believe there are things we can do to, to help us along this path and to, and to help bring happiness into our lives but ultimately happiness comes from within already and it's our take on life that makes us happy I could walk out my door I've said this before and I could see a thousand negative things right in front of my eyes and I could choose to focus on them but I don't if there's one positive in amongst a thousand negatives I choose to focus on that positive 
It's then that it's that positive that then radiates throughout the rest of my day, and it, I choose to focus on that everywhere I go. And I, I believe that's so important to all of us to to not focus and not to dwell on these negative situations because we'll all find them. The most successful people, the the seemingly most happiest people in the world, will have negatives in their life. But happiness comes from within, and you find happiness in your day to day life, regardless of all the negatives that are floating around. So. That's my take on it. That that's what I get from Chris. Um, sit down now, have a have a drink again. Grab your tissues. You're going to need them, um, and see what you take from it. See what your views are on on how Chris lives his life and how it can help you to live your life and maybe help you find some happiness as well in your day to day life. Okay, so here we go then. Episode number forty of the Forty Fifth Fabulous Podcast with the amazing Chris Pierce. Welcome back, Chris. Welcome back to part two for yeah, the podcast. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I am. I'm, I want to try and make this episode a little bit lighter than the previous one. That was, uh, that was a tough <laughs> one before. Um, I want to go through, and we we're just talking off air there about how you have a happy outlook, how you always seem to be smiling, how, how yeah. you're happy despite everything that's gone on in the past. Um, one thing that you've just said that I, I have this habit in my life, or I always have of hiding my emotions. Um, I, things will make me cry and I will, as a man, particularly, I would always hide that. I would try, I would fight it. Now you've just, you probably don't know, but you've just upset me before we jumped on this call and I'm sitting here even now trying hardest thinking to myself don't cry don't cry and it's, it's really hard but you you've just said there that one of the ways you cope so well is by not doing that is not fighting the emotions not trying to cover up all the bad stuff that's gone on and and really accepting acceptance is the key word i think here that things have happened in your life and that it is okay to cry and it is okay to have have bad moments in your life you're not brushing over anything that's happened you're actually dealing with it and moving on as such aren't you yeah it's it's uh it's a strange thing to to burst out into tears when you don't necessarily know why or what what triggered it and yeah i think you you said it really well that uh both myself my wife and us together have been able to do is accept the grief and and try not to fight it, which in itself is a fight because I think naturally we want to stop it because it's uncomfortable. Like being, being sad to the point or grieving to the point of, of tears and I mean, we're talking about like sloppy tears you know is is a very uncomfortable thing to go through and so naturally we seek to be comfortable and and we found that you know it's better for me to pull over in the car when i'm driving and i have one of these moments and just to experience it just to to see it through and when I do that and I sit with it and I allow my thoughts to go wherever they're trying to go and allow my emotions to, to do whatever they're doing and, you know, and I'm bawling like a little baby and I get into work and I'm like all pink and stuff. Um, but that when I, 
when I sit with it and allow it to happen, it tends to work through, it, it, it veers towards um, an element or an essence of, of gratitude of, and it's not necessarily gratitude like of this experience, but it's gratitude. I don't know if you can hear me, Chris, but you've disappeared, mate. Of, uh, oh, I can, I can hear you. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there now. I, I, saw, I saw your face and I was like, I don't think I said anything weird. Um, no, no, you got, can, to, you got to gratitude and then you just, you just stopped. Okay, I can repeat that. Yeah, go for it. We'll, we'll edit that seamlessly. <laughs> okay. So what I found is that it, when I allow myself to go through this grief, it tends to take me to this essence of, of gratitude and it's not necessarily gratitude, like, I mean, it's not gratitude for this experience, because we're talking about an awful thing that has happened, um, specifically with Walt, um, you know, when you lose a child, that's not something that you, you want to ever go through, um, but it allows for you to, I don't know, recognize the perspective on life and, and it's not, it's not, I think a lot of times what people do is they, they search for gratitude amongst the bad. And so it's like, okay, this bad thing happened, but at least I have my health or at least I have my other kids or, you know, at least I have my job, whatever it might be. Right. It's like this bad thing happened, but it's outweighed by these other things. Um, and what I found is that, at least for me, isn't really what works. What, what I found is that when I accept the grief and I pull over and just ball out like a, a baby and, and experience it and I'm aware of my thoughts and I'm aware of my emotions and I'm, I, I understand what's going on, then it tends to shift from grief to gratitude of the things that I have from that experience. You know, um, talked about before how we see the, we see our sun in the sun glares, right? When they shine through the clouds and create this beauty. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for, um, the love that I have for him and, um, and I'm grateful for the, the way that my, my children talk about their brother. <laughs> you know, our, our daughter, who's four, talks about her brother in the sky. And she'll tell people, yeah, like, yeah, my brother in the sky. And, and she'll go on and on. And, and they, they have no idea what she's talking about. Um, but, uh, but basically what I'm trying to say is that you gain that gratitude through understanding your grief as opposed to trying to fight against it. Yeah. At least in, in my own and my family's experience. Well, we talked about in part one briefly um, about your relationship with Taylor. Now I, I know a lot of people that, and you hear about it quite a lot, that things like this break families up. It's, it's too much stress for a couple to go through. And I was thinking in part one, I was thinking before we come on, how on earth do the, do the pair of you come out the other side and, and you have 
you see it on social media, so much love for each other and so happy with each other. That there's a part of me thinks, how on earth can you be in that position now after everything you've gone through? But you've just kind of answered my question there. It's because you've talked about things, because you've shed tears together, because you've gone through it together. There isn't now this, like this background, I always call it a fog. There's something hanging in the background that you, you dare not talk about. And it eventually it poisons you both from inside and it poisons a relationship. But you've gone through that and you've talked about it. You're both in the same place. You've both been through it together in different ways, obviously, male and female parts. But, um, yep. but you've gone through it together and you've come out stronger the other side. Yeah. And I, I think you, you definitely hit on something that her and I have not had the same experience. Um, you know, she's the one that gave birth to, to our baby. She's the one that's had all these miscarriages. Um, and I think for me, it's always been a, a matter of it's, it's us that's going through it. So I get that she's dealing with it like on a physical sense a lot more than I am. But, and I think a lot of times it's easy to, to distance yourself from that. Like we talked about, it, you, people don't like being uncomfortable, you know? And so we, we seek after comfort. Um, and so because of that, often when you have grief or trials or whatever the struggles may be, we, we seek after comfort. And so a lot of times when your spouse is the one going through um, the, the real dense part of the, the trauma, for me, it's more comfortable to separate myself. And so I think that might happen for a lot of people. Whereas in our situation, we both tried to make this something that we, we did together. We both went through this, um, you know, and definitely differently, but it was, it was ours to get through together. And I think just having that sense, um, we talked about stuff. You know, we talk about everything. And so I think a lot of times there's, um, there's a lot of unexpected emotions that, that you experience going through trauma, whether it's anger and resentment and, um, and, and blame and guilt and just all these things. Yep. But when you're able to talk to each other about the uncomfortable things, then it makes you closer, closer. And, and I will say, like, it was uncomfortable. It's not like, oh, we have this magic relationship that everything's great, even though hard stuff happens. It's definitely not. Like, I mean, we're just like any relationship. And it definitely was not easy. And we had to confront things that you don't want to talk about as a couple and things that you blame each other for. And, um, and it's really hard to hear it as well as to say it um because when your spouse is saying that you know i don't know something is is your fault you know you want to naturally get very defensive of that um and i think it goes back to the same thing with grief as as far as like understanding and being willing to listen whether it's whether it's somebody else talking to you or or your own thoughts instead of trying to push it away 
try to understand to the point where sometimes you don't. I mean, we, we all know like men and women are very different. And as long as you're trying to understand with the understanding that you won't get everything, <laughs> like I'm so confused right now, but I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen and I'm just going to, you know, I'm here. Hey, this is Mark Slight from Health Buddy. I want to know if you've taken the Health Buddy Challenge yet. A short five-day program that covers every aspect of your life so that you can look, move, and feel your best. If you want to try the Health Buddy Challenge, head over now to healthbuddy.fit and take the challenge today. Yeah, listening is one of the most underrated things in the world. To actually let someone tell you how they feel, and just you might not understand, <laughs> yeah. as you say, but just just to let them try and explain how they feel, and for you to to understand that maybe they can't even explain how they feel. Right. Well, and to it's, have someone it, that they love to listen to them. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's uncomfortable. I mean, think about like any, any, even like little trivial things that happen within families. Most often, what do we do? We ignore it. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't talk about it. We don't, you know, because it, it's uncomfortable and we want to understand, but we're unwilling to go through the, the awkward and uncomfortable process that it's going to take to get to that understanding. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm in no way saying that I understand women because I'm in five <laughs> years. I have not got a clue. Um, but this has come up twice in a couple of days now. And, and you said it as well that women or certain women have this feeling that they have a role to play. They, they should be a mother. And, and they, they feel that that's right. almost like their job or their calling in life. So, and, and I say, I know this because a couple of people have said this to me in the last few days, but because they can't get pregnant, because maybe they've had miscarriages or they've had um, issues in pregnancy, they feel a bit of a failure. They feel like they've failed at life because this was the one thing as a woman that they should have done. They should have got married, had children, and never at a point in their life where they can't have children. So I, I can understand that. I don't understand it in the sense that, I, I don't have that same pressure. I don't think as a man, I should have right. children do this. Right. But I get where they're coming from and I can understand that they feel, they feel a letdown. They feel maybe they've let their husband down or their partner down as well. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I, that's, I a hundred percent agree. And I think that most of us, I think don't experience that or I don't know. Imagine like, I think a lot of us have a sense of purpose right? Uh, a sense of like, this is what I was meant to do. Um, and just imagine if that was impossible, you know, like if you couldn't do what you felt like you were born to do, um, is the closest that I can think of to try yeah. to like have some empathy. Yeah. Yeah. So, Let's, I want to talk about your social media. Now I'm going to try and do something now that I, I'm not very good at. I'm going to, I'm going to endeavor to read a couple of your social media posts live on the podcast. <laughs> okay. now, when I was a kid, I was rubbish at reading out in, in like school lectures and things. I couldn't do it. So, <laughs> so bear with me. Um, but your social media, it, it makes me cry. It brings tears to my eyes oh. certain times. There's certain things and it's not necessarily what you're writing. It's something that just, rings true with me it'll be something that triggers something in my own life that 
is missing or isn't there, but it, right. it does it. And I'm sure if it does it to me, it'll do it to others. But the first one I've got is a picture of, of Griff. Um, and it says, every time this kid hears an ambulance, he prays for the people that, are, that they are going to help. We have a lot to learn from our children. What an amazing thing to do. What, how, how did this ever come about? It, it, this is 100% Griff. This is not something that we taught him. That this is not, um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I like to say that maybe, maybe just as a parent in general, like it's come from me, but I, I doubt it. I think that he has a sense of um, caring about people like I've never seen before. Um, he, well, he loves ambulances um, and fire trucks and garbage trucks like any kid, but he takes it far beyond that where he like, he tells everybody, you know, one, because he's excited, but as soon as he's told everybody, he folds his arms and, you know, closes his eyes and he barely, he can't really talk. Like he, he only says maybe 10 words that most people can't understand, but we can. And, and so he doesn't really have language, but he'll, he'll full on, like, start praying, blah, 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 like, and you don't know what he's saying, but, you know, amen. And, <laughs> and it's, it's just like a beautiful thing that he cares that much, that somebody's in trouble. I have no idea what it is, but let's pray for them. Yeah. Well, you, you say it's this, you, you kind of hope it's come from you as a parent in some way. Um, but if we go back to part one, you said that, that when Walt was born, it kind of hit you that every child, no matter how young, has, a, has an essence, has a soul, has a spirit. And there's certain things we can't teach. There's certain things that are in us from, from day one, from minute one. And that's, that's, yeah. that just rings out to me that that's just in his soul, in his spirit, that that's just who he is. Yeah. He's just a caring, caring, wonderful little human being. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, not to take it away from him, but like you look at my other, my nine-year-old um, who is like the most stubborn in a good way, like dedicated person I maybe have ever met. His will is so strong um, that and maybe as a, high uh, pain tolerance or something but when he wants to do something he will take a beating to to make sure that it happens um and and he didn't get that from me uh, <laughs> you know but um so i i completely agree that we have i mean anybody that's had more than one kid can see that the second one from even day one is different than the first yeah. Yeah. I um I say I don't have kids myself, but I I can see it. I can see it in, yep. in children. Now this one um this this one upset me as well. <laughs> this was uh this was Griff on one of his days having his blood transfusion. Uh I don't yep. know if this was I, I can't tell I've saved it. I don't think it was the video. I think this was just the image of him laying in bed with the with the tubes in him and stuff. But it was okay. it was what you said. Um Transfusion days are filled with, with reflection and gratitude. As my boy sleeps with blood, the damages his body is removed and replaced with fresh blood. That has been donated by a kind person who you will never meet. 
says each month a stranger gives new life to my son. This makes me want to be a better stranger, a better father, husband, a friend, and a human. Now, that to me is what we should all be striving to do. But for, for many people, we don't see the bigger picture. But you see this every six weeks, the kindness, the generosity of someone who doesn't know where their blood is going, doesn't know that it's saving your boy's life and, and bringing so much joy and wonder to your family, but yet they do it with no reward to them at all. Yeah, they might get a granola bar in a juice box at the end of <laughs> donating blood. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's funny when you read that, it kind of bring me to tears and it's weird hearing, it's like, I said that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it's um, it's funny because every time I post anything about his transfusions, I get inundated with with questions about can I donate? You know, I'm O negative blood or I'm A positive, which is is his blood. You know, can I donate directly to him? And um, and it's it's awesome to see, but my answer is always. I mean, that's not how the blood banks work. You can't donate to a specific person. Um, there's a, a big process that it goes through. So even if me and him were a perfect match, I can't go hook up to one machine and go straight to him. Um, I mean, it makes me very grateful. Um, but I always just push people to do that selfless, do the selfless thing. Take some of your time and... I know it's not fun. I had a, a good friend that I, that I watched pass out while we were both donating and he finished before I did and, you know, ended up on the floor. And um, so it was exciting. Um, but that was a sacrifice that was not a big deal to him. Like the, the sacrifice when there's purpose or meaning behind it, all of a sudden doesn't really become a, a sacrifice anymore. Um, and I think like, aside from giving blood, I think that we all have on a daily basis opportunities to, to do that, to reach out and, and help people. Sometimes it's as simple as, you know, holding the door for somebody. Uh, and other times I think it, it takes a little bit more effort, but whenever we do take the time to do that, it's always worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Time, time to give, to give to someone without any thought of reward is the most amazing thing you can do. Um, yeah. And without even knowing what happened, like these people have no idea. Most of the blood comes from Louisiana for some reason. <laughs> um, and we're in Hawaii, but that man or woman has no idea that they're saving the life of my seven year old every time they donate. Yeah. You know, or the life of somebody else, um, you know? And so not only is there no reward, but there's also no feedback as to what it's even going to. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So uh, one, we're just coming to the end now. I wanted to find out all the, all the tools you use to, to cope on a daily basis, but we probably haven't got time to go through all of them. Gratitude was was one that really I got written down that just rings out to me because I know you'd be grateful for everything that happens in your life. Um, and it's something that, that I talk about a lot, being grateful morning and morning and night. When I wake up, when I go to bed, I'm always grateful. 
Um, someone put it to me earlier this year that I should be grateful for every second of every day. Get spend spend a full day being grateful for every step, every gust of wind, every leaf that falls in front of you, absolutely everything. And it just changes your entire perception of the world, really. Is there anything else just quickly that really stands out to you that you do on a daily basis to, to come out of all this hardship and still smile, still be happy? I said it before, you're the only person who I know can talk and smile at the same time. So how, how do you do that? Um, <laughs> It's a good question. Um, okay, I, I think that this is tied also to how I'm able to be grateful. Um, and I think that my gratitude extends beyond um, beyond uh, the, these kinds of experiences. Um, you know, I've, my, one of my friends just posted yesterday on Instagram, uh, he, he took a picture of the sunset and was saying that, um, you know, my good friend, Chris Pierce, uh, always stops and like takes pictures of stuff, um, just to take the time to notice it. And, um, and I, I don't know, it, it felt good to be, uh, that he like, he remembers that. Um, and, and not that I care that he remembers it, that it was me. It's more that he remembers it so that he stopped to take a picture and to share it with other people. Um, because we, we go throughout our, our daily lives and lose track of, of the beauty that's all around us, yeah. um, even in the very simple things. But I think the key to it, um, I would say, is I'm almost constantly trying to live now even if even if right now is retrospective and i'm right now like thinking about the past um that's what i'm doing um and i, I and so i think um as far as like making a specific effort on what to do is simply be being right now and sometimes i have to kind of ground myself and recognize that like, okay, nothing's going on right now, but, you know, even just feeling it in my body, like, okay, I'm a little tense in the shoulders and, you know, and just recognizing that right now is a moment and that tends to lead to gratitude, maybe just because of who I am. I don't know. Like my parents, every day of my life growing up would ask, you know, what's your happy? And I, I think that, I, I need to attribute a lot to that. You know, it, they were so consistent. Like even now, like they'll come to visit and they'll still ask me they'll, and they'll ask my kids. Um, and it was not based on like science or anything like that. It was just like something good happened today. You know, what made you happy today? Um, and so I think answering that question pretty much every day of my life, um, thanks to, to good parents uh, <laughs> was, was huge. Um, but I would say it's, it's nothing more than what I've already talked about. Even if it's um, like I talked specifically about allowing grief to happen, but I think just allowing life to happen um, and recognizing and trying to understand it rather than fight against it um, because it goes back to discomfort. You know, and you talk about like exercise, exercise is not comfortable for anyone. Like 
it's not that like, oh yeah, exercise comes easier to some people and so they do it a lot more. It's that they're willing to, to handle that discomfort. And so I would say that even exercise and pushing myself to, to be physically uncomfortable uh, has also, also plays a part in, um, in something that I do on a regular basis. I would also say connecting to um, connecting to something that you are passionate about. So if you're lucky enough that your job, um, sorry, I had a, my phone just started ringing. Um, <laughs> but if, if, if not have something, whether it's woodwork. So for me, it's surfing. Uh, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I just went black for a second. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So ha having something to be passionate about, um, I think enables you to, uh, I don't know, put everything into it. And sometimes for me with surfing is sometimes it's angry, you know, and sometimes it's cheerful and, and giddy, you know, like a little, little kid. And, um, and I think you can experience that in any hobby that, that you have, you know, you think about people who run, you know, and it's not always the same. Sometimes it's just a matter of like pushing through. Sometimes it's a matter of like being just really mad and blowing off steam. Sometimes it's happy and you're just glad to do it. Um, so I think those, I think gratitude, um, putting yourself in like accepting and understanding whatever you're going through, being in the moment and having something that you can put passion into. I think doing those things on a regular basis are what keep me happy and focused and uh, I don't know, keep moving forward as well as um, with my relationship with, with Taylor, as well as with my kids. Well, whatever you're doing, Chris, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, um, hopefully everyone will pick up on what you're doing and they'll start doing it as well. Um, yeah. And it takes effort. Like it's not just something like, I don't, I don't want people to think like, Oh, he's, you know, naturally happy person. Maybe I am, but it still takes effort. Like you have to try and make a dedicated effort to make it happen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You, you can definitely be naturally glass half full, glass half, em half empty, but it doesn't mean that it comes easy. You still have to work at everything right. in life. Um, yep. And like we said, the, the struggles you've had, you can't just brush them aside. You have to work through it and go through the pain to come yep. out the other side. But thank you so much for sharing that with us, Chris. I know oh, something happy to. Yeah. But, um, but thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. My pleasure. So there we go. Another very hard hitting episode there from Chris. And what is your take on that? How, how do you reflect on your own life now after listening to Chris and his stories and his struggles and how he deals with it? We talked there about his son Griff having his blood transfusions and this is something when you connect with Chris on social media, you'll see it every four to five weeks when Griff has his transfusions and Chris always takes a, a video or a picture of Griff in the hospital bed and, and clearly Chris is 
Chris's persona rubs off on Griff because Griff is so amazing. He's always got a smile on his face and and quite often there's, there's an issue or a little hiccup with the transfusion. Quite often nowadays it seems to be there's not enough blood. Quite recently there was a time where I think Griff moved and the needle popped out. But Griff just takes it all in his stride and he gets on with it. I'm sure it's very painful and I'm, I'm sure it upsets Griff, but he's, his attitude is very, very similar to Chris's and he's smiling all the way through it always. Chris is smiling through it. And the way Chris carries himself through life, and, and you'll find when you connect with him on social media, which you can do in the show notes, he's genuinely going through life with a smile. Yes, there's hardships. Yes, there's struggles. Yes, he can't smile through everything. But for most part, for the most part of his life, He's getting through it with a smile and he's trying to enjoy life as best as he can and make the most of every single situation. And I know from speaking to Chris before that that when Griff has his transfusion, I think um, the next sort of 12 to 24 hours, it's, it's quite hard for Griff. I think um, it takes a lot out of him. And I think he, from memory, Chris was saying that he struggles quite a bit energy wise. But then the following day when he wakes up, he's got this new lease of life and it's like it's like a, a new griff like for this day he's really hyper and, and you know the new blood's kicked in and he's just got this energy and his passion for life again and Chris loves that and I think it's it's a fantastic way to look at it yes it's tough but but at least every month he's getting this amazing day where Griff's uh, probably running Chris ragged and, and you know he's got all this energy and it's, it's amazing to hear it and just I'm smiling as I speak now because I just think of Chris's energy and his passion for life and, and the enjoyment he gets from from the hardest of days sometimes. So please follow Chris. He, he genuinely inspires me every day. I've, I've, I've gone through this, although there were some tears in this podcast, there was a lot of smiling and a lot of laughs too. And he just, it makes you feel warm inside listening to Chris and his story. So please go over and connect with Chris. And don't forget in the show notes as well, my Path to Happiness program, which is open now, very, very limited spaces still. In fact, they're going to sell out very, very quickly. So if you are interested, if you listen to these podcast episodes and you, and you want to know more, you want to change your life for the better in 2019, that is the way to do it, guys. Head over there, sign up to the Path to Happiness program. And if you're not quite sure about taking the jump into a full program, don't forget the five-day challenge, which is there as well. Definitely get on board and take that. It's going to cost you nothing at all. It's, it's easily going to change your life if you're starting from scratch. Next up in episodes 41 to 44, I've got two doctors on on the podcast which are sharing their their take on functional medicine and the way they approach the modern medical world. It's an amazing couple of stories. They're going to link so closely together. So if you've got any ailments, guys, girls, please listen to the next few episodes. It's going to be very factual, very informative, very, very interesting. I'm going to talk about my dad a little bit again because, um, because it ties in so well with his own ailments and his own treatment of his ailments. And I'm sure, in fact, I know it's going to tie in with so many of you listening to this. So don't miss that, guys. Coming up next in episode number 41 is Dr. Julie Coffey. She's a GP from the United Kingdom. Then we're going to follow that up with Dr. Lacey Chittle all the way back over to the States in sunny California. So don't miss those episodes. Please head over, subscribe in iTunes so you don't miss the episodes. You get a little notification pop up on your phone as they come out. Other than that, please go and enjoy some time off. Thanks all for listening. I love you all so much. Take care and I'll speak to you again in episode 41.